Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, get your helmets on. Let's go, let's go. It's time to hear from some of the best high school football coaches in the area. It's the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores. I feel that chill, smell that fresh Let's turn it over to Muskego Athletic Director Ryan McMillan. And the fans' high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Welcome into the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, my co-host, the athletic director at Muskego. He is Ryan McMillan. Ryan, how good did that feel to be out at a high school football game last night? Oh, it was uh, it was a really cool feeling. I think there was a lot of um, thankfulness in the crowd, and I think even you know we we talked about our why and our student athletes and everything that we're doing to to help with the mental health and the social emotional learning and all those things. But I I really believe there was a component of that last night for the adults in in the crowd as well, and not only the adults but the the school administrators and some of the the faculty and staff that have been missing um, those Friday night lights is just a way to wind down from the work week. And um, it was pretty cool to see. And the kids played hard, and it was, it was a great game and a uh, great venue, great night. And uh, Mr. Wade Lebecki from the WIA was in attendance, and I think everything showed well. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I uh, Muskego beat Arrowhead last night 32-24. And a couple of things uh, jumped off at me. Uh, one Muskego is really good, and Arrowhead. You got to give them credit; they did not go away. Yeah, they they continued to battle, and they there was an opportunity for Muskego to put the game away early, where they could have went up by three scores, and it, it just didn't happen. And you you give credit to to Arrowhead and the way they continued to to plug away and try and again they're finding their identity, right? They got a new New head coach, new staff. They got a brand new quarterback that's back from another school. 
um, you know, and a new group of kids kind of trying to find that new culture. And, um, you know, they played hard uh, yes. and sort of the Warriors. And uh, it, it turned out to be a great game. And it, uh, it could have been one-sided in a big way early on, and it, it just never got there. Uh, but that's week one football for you. That's usually what happens. Hey, so, um, you know, Thanksgiving, the McGivern family, we used to uh, do this uh, turkey bowl, and it was against my wife's uh, brothers. And and uh, at the end of the, the, the day, I would have stats like, you know, eight rushes for 230 yards and five touchdowns. <laughs> I'm looking at Alex Curran. He had eight attempts for 230 yards, so just about a 30-yard average, and he had five touchdowns. That's called efficiency right there, pal. Yeah, absolutely. We, I imagine what he would do if he had 16 touches. Oh, right. my goodness. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Eight touches, 230, and five. And I see that eight, Air Krause is right back to being Air Krause. 0 for 1, Dylan was. But didn't, you know, they kept the ball on the, on, on, uh, the ground, rushed for just under 400 yards, five scores, with uh, with young Alex Current, who had a, obviously a big game, and it was it was really fun to be able to to be in studio. I had 16 guys at 16 different games, and I, I got to tell you, Ryan, I didn't think about this. And you being an athletic director, I, I I I should probably have asked you since we talk a lot. I never thought about calling athletic directors and letting them know that I was going to have a media guy covering the game. A couple of our guys had a hard time getting into the stadium. Yeah, and and we've been telling everybody, uh, we had no shortage of media last night, obviously, but within the within the classic eight and just connecting with uh, Ryan Mangan over at, at Arrowhead, the AD there, uh, you know, we came to the agreement on if you have your credentials and you can show exactly who you are, or where you're from, and you're masked up, and you know you got your ID, we're letting you in because again. Uh, we've said it before on this show, you know, the media is important because they tell the story of the student athlete and the school a lot of times. And um, as long as as long as those media guys are willing to comply and everyone was masked up last night and, and keeping their space and making modifications to their operation. I know uh, I know one media member carried all this stuff through the, the, the big bleachers of Arrowhead and sat outside in the far corner of the bleachers just to be away and you know, honor what he said. So when the media is good guys like what you have working for you, um, right. there should be no problems there, and it can be done. It it can be, and and you know, down at uh, um, and I'll just name down at Kenosha, Bradford, uh, with Franklin against Bradford, they didn't let any any fans, no students, no parents, no. So my guy who had to, Mike Bush who had to talk his way in, was standing at the 50 yard line up on the bleachers by himself. And he sent me a picture. I said, man, that's exactly what it was like hanging out with you when you were single. There's no girls <laughs> anywhere. And he said, man, you had to remind me of that. He said, even the concession stand is closed. Man, why'd you send me here? But it turned out to be a really good game. But so they, that was the direction they took, right? And we've had this conversation. There isn't a uniform. There isn't, okay, these are the directions. You're going to follow these and everybody's going to be the same. There are schools, there are conferences, there are districts that are doing things differently than everybody else. And so I just never thought about reaching out to the ADs of the games that we're going to, to say, hey, look, just in that FYI, could you put his name on the list? I'll have to start doing that. 
Yeah, no, I think if you do do it, it definitely helps because I can tell you from my perspective, and we hosted a scrimmage last week, uh, those that reached out, it was a lot easier for them to get in. We had a few uh, just show up, if you will, and our event staff was really good about notifying me, and we made sure they were uh, compliant with everything in our county and our, our health uh, directions that we have for our school district and where we're at in our, in our conference. And Yeah, if you do, it, it definitely helps, and, and it uh, it's good, though. It is good, and it just helps that communication and, and keeps things moving forward. Well, I am in the communication business, uh, Ryan, but I'm not very good at it sometimes. I have to be honest, but I learned a very valuable lesson last night. You know, these sideline reporters that I've, most of them now I've had for a number of years have gotten really good. I mean, they're really good at, at you know, radio's theater of the mind. And they're really good at, at painting a picture. And I'm, I'm really proud of the job they did last night in some very difficult situations. Um, Mike Bush, who is about as loud as I am, was telling me that he's standing up on the top of the bleachers and he's talking to me on the radio and P- and players on the sidelines are turning and looking at him because they can hear him. And he goes, this is the oddest thing ever. I mean, I'm, I'm, t- I'm telling you what's going on in the game and these players who are, you know, I'm at the 50-yard line way up on the bleachers but by myself and people are turning around. And, and watching me. And he said, one time they played the song Sweet Caroline. Well, I'm singing. Nobody else is singing. And people are huh. turning around looking at me. So I must have been really off key. But, you know, every guy that I had at, at these games, it was a different story. You know, some had no problem getting in. Some could go down and stand at the 10-yard line near the end zone as long as they were away from people. Some had to wear a mask. Some didn't. Some had to stay in the, in the bleachers, some didn't. So I'm going to do a better job of getting my guys the information that they need. Hey, let me run down today's show, and it's going to be a fun one. we got two head coaches. Both got good wins last night. Jim Norris, head coach at Grafton. Um, they played really well. We're going to be joined with him and three of their captains, three seniors. And all three, I think, had good games last night. I know two of them did. I don't know if Kenny did, but we'll ask him. At 10.45, we're going to be joined by our UW Credit Union Team of the Week, their head coach. I look forward to that segment, Ryan, and we agreed uh, via text this morning who should be our Team of the Week, and I'm looking forward to to having their coach on. At 11 o'clock, Abby Miller, she is our Colonel Electric Superhero of the Week from Sussex Hamilton, will join us. At 11.15, Jake Walter, head football coach at Whitefish Bay, will join us. 11.30, 11.30, our Pick and Save Student Athlete of the Week. Young man from Whitefish Bay High School. And I'll tell you, Ryan, you're going to love this. He decided not to play football his junior year. He played in the lacrosse fall league, and he was going to stay with that. And he said, look, I was really undersized freshman and sophomore year. Got Didn't play a ton. Got dinged up a little bit. Thought, ah, not going to play. The, either the day of or the day before the first practice, Four or five of his buddies, the seniors, Whitefish Bay, came to his house, knocked on the door and said, come on, man, come play football with us. And he goes, yeah, okay, I'll do that. And he's our pick and save student athlete of the week, and he's so happy he's playing football. That's a really cool story, and it uh, just goes to show you anything can happen in 2020. Keep an open mind and uh, connect with your peers. And that social-emotional interaction right there is what drives kids. And, you know, his best friends are going out and doing it. And why not? Let's have some fun. And he had, he talking to, to Jake Walter, he said, you know, he was gone a year. He's gotten bigger, stronger. And we're going to expect a few things from him. 
And when I talked to, to Morgan Brower, he said, well, I hope they don't expect too much from me. I haven't played football in a long time. And I said, no, they're, they're, they're thinking you're going to see the field Friday night. And he's like, oh, I better get ready. He's just a really fun, sharp kid. And I look forward to talking to him at, uh, at 1130. 1145, I'm going to throw a couple games out next week, and maybe we'll, we'll, uh, we'll make some predictions. Really difficult making predictions now because I haven't had a chance to see a whole lot of these teams. Um, one game that surprised me a little bit last night was Kenosha Bradford stuck with, with Franklin and, and put a scare into Franklin. They uh, Franklin scored two touchdowns in about two minutes last night, and uh, that turned that game. But up until then, it looked like uh, Kenosha Bradford had a chance to beat them. The other one that, that surprised me a little bit, um, Wauwatosa West really stuck with, with Catholic Memorial. And went for two and didn't get it at the end, so they lost by two. And and I don't know if Tosa West has has really improved. If Catholic Memorial has taken a step back, I know they graduated some really talented seniors. Yeah, I know uh, CMH um, had a couple of uh, uh, injuries going out of the uh, out of the scrimmage, so I wonder if they were at a hundred percent yet or not. And uh, going to Kenosha Bradford, as you alluded to, uh, the funny thing is we had them on our schedule, original schedule, for week two, I believe. And I know Coach Krause and his staff were uh, uh, mildly concerned about that game because of some of the personnel they had and felt like they could be very dangerous as an opponent. And, and that's why I think we scheduled each other. And um, But, no, there's, uh, there's definitely some good games out there last night. I, I did notice just to the south of uh, – Muskego, Waterford, and uh, Elkhorn oh. played to a 41-40 game. Um, so there's there's some theatrics out there last night, and it's again it's week one football. It's the hardest week to coach, uh, not necessarily the hardest one to play, but it's the hardest one to coach because you never really know what you're going to get, and really anything can happen. Yeah, you know, um, for a couple of weeks there in a row, we had the head coach at uh, Bra- uh, um, Badger on with us, and they lost by two and and. Uh, I, I'm sure that that it's just a gut punch for 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 them. Um, I know that they played obviously played really well and offensively they put up a lot of points. Defensively, um, you know they gave up just two more than than or three more I guess than they should have. And uh, I know that he's uh, he's probably rolling his eyes right now, going, "Man, we 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 could have gotten that one." So hey, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, Jim Norris, head football coach at Grafton. They, they got a big win last night against New Berlin Eisenhower, 33-7. And we're going to talk to him and three of their captains. We'll spend two segments with these guys. Uh, Jim Norris, head coach at Grafton. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Ryan McMillan, the AD at Muskego. We are now joined head football coach at Grafton. He is Jim Norris. Coach, how you doing? Good win last night. Thank you. Appreciate it. Man, you, uh, we had a number of conversations, and you said, you know what, Mike, uh, look, we got a chance. We, we lost some really good players to graduation, but this senior group has taken the bull by the horns, and we got a chance to be pretty good. And what to, 
Did you go into last night thinking, okay, New Berlin Eisenhower, obviously a really good program, well-coached, um, a lot of tradition over there, feeling pretty good about where you guys were at, or when you came out of it, were you like, okay, maybe we're a little bit farther ahead than I thought? No, I mean, we were, we were confident going into it. You know, we uh, you know, always go back to our process and, you know, what we do throughout the summer, you know, what we do in the weight room day in and day out, you know, the, the hours that we put into things and just seeing the senior group uh, and this team as a whole and how dedicated they are, you know, on the field and off the field. Uh, you know, we, had a, we, we knew we had a pretty good shot. Uh, you know, we knew we had to execute at a high level, uh, and we did, you know, from the very start. Well, I'll tell you, the guy that uh, was, was covering the game for me, Every time he called in, he talked about one of our guests, and we'll get to Dominic here in a minute. But he sure talked about that kid a lot. He would call in and say, hey, I got I, I'm sorry that I keep talking about the same kid, but, man, this kid just, he's making plays, and they can't get him to the ground. And, and uh, I said, is he quick like I am? He said, no, I think he's probably a little quicker than you, Coach. So we'll, we'll get to these guys in a minute. But, um, hey, this with, with what happened with the conference and COVID and all of that, you know, we, we talked a number of times, and I know it got frustrating there for a minute for you, but, boy, you've put together a really good schedule, and uh, you're going to be playing a tough competition for sure this year, and, and I know that that's what you were looking for. Yeah, you know, it's just, uh, you know, with this year especially with some of the uncertainties, uh, you know, we're excited at the opportunity to play, um, and then with no guarantees of what, you know, the postseason looks like, uh, you know, our program was very excited to play, you know, really meaningful football games throughout the entire schedule uh, and playing the competition that we're in play. You know, our guys, you know, don't back down. You know, they're excited for a challenge. You know, we, we've seen that all summer with, you know, dealing with uh, different regulations and limitations around COVID, um, you know, and you know, our guys just, you know, get up to the challenge and, and, and you know, stare adversity right in the face and uh, move forward with it. So. Hey, hey, Ryan. You know, um, we we've talked about this, and 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 in coaching basketball as long as I have, I think that one of the the toughest things to do is to take a program that might not be real down, but but you know what? They're not used to winning. They don't get to the field and fully expect to win. They come to the field hoping to win. They come to the field hoping they put enough time. What I think Jim Norris is doing at Grafton is is getting the culture of we're not going to hope to win anymore. You're going to show up and you're going to put the work in and we are going to win and you're going to expect to win. And I think that comes from his you know UW-Whitewater days, but that's what he's building at Grafton. Yeah, there's no doubt. It sounds like he's starting to work through that continuum of learn how to compete, learn how to win, learn how to handle winning, and then win championships. And... Uh, you know, getting over the hump of one and two is really hard. And then once you can handle three, you can bounce back and forth to number four. Um, but there's no doubt there's a progression, there's a culture, and Coach is getting there. He's working at it, and he, that's a big statement win last night. There's no doubt. Huge. And uh, I can tell you this, that I learned more about Jim Norris from talking to other guys that he's coached against. And when he first got into that, um, when he first came to Grafton, I had coaches going, hey, this new guy at Grafton, man, he uh he expects a lot and he's getting after it and he's yelling at me and he's yelling at refs and so I had to get him in in studio and talk to him and he started laughing he goes man I'm competitive and I'm tough and I I want my 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 program to be the same and we'll get there we're we're gonna get there I don't know if it's this year next year the following year but trust me we'll get there and and I think they have gotten there 
And uh, these three senior captains that he's talked to me about that are joining us as well is kind of like a roundtable. I'm going to start with Dominic because Dominic, that's my guy kept saying your your name all last night. Congratulations, that was a good game for you last night. Yeah, thank you. Um, and we all it all really came together last night for us. Um, the offense played well, defense played well, special teams ex- executed. So um, I mean, it was really fun to be out there with everybody playing. As long as it's been put off, you know, um, it's just like, you know, no worries when you're on the field right now. So, Hey, Dominic, pronounce your last name for me. Boyland? Yeah. So I just didn't want to mess it up because I think our guy said it a couple of different ways. So I wanted to make sure that, that we got it. Did did you expect to, uh, to come in and, and have the kind of effect that you had on that game last night? Is that something that you've done in your career over, over the last number of years or whatever level you're playing? Um, well, yeah, we game planned for it. Um, we knew we had matchups on the outside that we could win. And, um, well, last year, um, you know, we had state leading rusher, Joey Georgie. Yep. So that was a lot of offense last year. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, I knew it was, what it was going to be like going into it. So he kept saying you were like a pinball. That's what he used. He says bouncing off guys and they can't get him to the, to, to the ground. So um, that was really fun. Congratulations, and and I'm so happy you guys are are playing. Yeah, w- when I was talking to to Ryan McMillan, I'm going to go to JP on this one. We we're talking to to Ryan before, and, and and I talked about the difference, you know, when Coach Jim Norris came in about we're gonna we're gonna get to a point that we fully expect to win. JP, where you guys were prior to him coming in was still at a good level. But I don't think at the level where he's gotten you guys, and, and he's tough, he expects a lot, correct? Uh, yes, very correct. I think he's done everything in his power to make us uh, the best football team possible. And uh, he's making all of us better and, you know, means a lot to all of us. Hey, JP, he's not the nicest guy I've ever met. No, definitely not. <laughs> and you know what? And look, Norris is laughing over there. He doesn't, he, he, he doesn't want to be the nicest guy I've ever met. You know, he's yeah. he's demanding and he wants to he wants to get this program to where it should be. And and the, I'll tell you what, the, that whole community of Grafton, they're huge football people. They love their high school football. And if and if they, our team can win a little bit as well, they're going to love it even more. JP, he is he is uh, he's doing some things for you now to make sure that you're ready for the next level where you're going to Wisconsin next year. Um, I, I hope that you're able to to fully embrace everything going on at Grafton and and worry about where you're going to play next year next year when you're going to be playing in a much bigger stadium in front of you know hopefully a lot more people. Um, I'm hoping that that you can just you know take a breath and enjoy your senior year at Grafton. Are you able to do that? Uh, yeah, I just got to say that uh, Coach is like, he's, he's put me worlds ahead. I don't know where I'd be without him. All this technique stuff, like going into my freshman year, I was like, what is all this stuff? And he taught me up right, and, you know, it's, it's, it's helped me a lot, and I think that's a good uh, uh, whatever to where I'm at today. Hey, I'll tell you a quick story, JP. When I was coaching basketball at Dominican a uh, long time ago, there was a kid that was going to Wisconsin to play, and and he asked me why the head coach hated him so much. And I started laughing. I said, you don't get it, do you? He said, what? I go, he loves you so much that he's willing to have you hate him right now so that when you start to play for Bo Ryan, you're going to be completely ready to go. He said, I don't believe that. 
I said, I'm telling you, next time you come back, after you start up at Wisconsin, you're going to come back and you're going to hug me and say, man, you were right. He said, Coach, that'll never happen. Thing, the day before Thanksgiving, he came back, walked right across the floor. We were warming up, hugged me. He said, you were right. I said, I told you. And now he went to play professionally in Japan. He would be calling that head coach twice a year, saying thanks a lot for all the stuff that you did. So, you know, I think what what, uh, Coach Norris is doing is the exact thing he should be doing, and that's demanding and expecting a lot. And we're also joined by Kenny Lincolns. Kenny, how you doing? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How would you play last night? Uh, Pretty good. Our defense as a whole did really good. We have a new coaching staff pretty much throughout our whole defense, so. We all came together. We we tried to hold him to a zero, but unfortunately, stuck one in. So yeah, that's that's okay. That that's uh, you shouldn't hang your head too too low on that. What position do you play, Kenny? Uh, I play middle linebacker. So you don't mind hitting people, huh? Is that the no? No, yeah, it's it's good to hit somebody in a, in a whole different color uniform for a change. <laughs> yeah, it's about time we get to. No doubt. Hey, Kenny, when when. Uh, when all this stuff started coming down, where are we going to play? Are we not going to play? Was it hard for you three captains to keep everybody on the same page, to keep everybody working out, to keep everybody, you know, their their head up? Because there, you could have lost some players going, look, I, I don't think we're going to play. I'm going to get out of the weight room. I don't think we're going to play. I'm going to, you know, I'll go join some other team or I'll go bowling or whatever. Um, was it hard for you captains to keep that team together? Oh, for sure. We had we had different ways to do it, though. We had different uh, off-season weight room groups where we would each lead them. We would check in almost at least three times a week, probably. We would have video calls, make sure we're all on top of things. And, yeah, I feel like we all were working towards the same goal, so it made it that much easier. Hey, Dominic, if, if there were a couple of kids want did not want to get in the weight room, who out of you three, who would be the one that would be the um... – I don't want to say the most intimidating, but which one of the three would say, no, no, you're getting in the weight room. So if you told the kids, hey, I don't care what you're thinking, get in the weight room, or JP went to talk to those boys, or Kenny, the middle linebacker, it, it would be one of those two, I would think, right? Yeah, um, I think Kenny Kenny's the most vocal out of us three. Um, he's never shy about, um, you know, raising his voice, getting in someone's face mask, and, you know, telling them off. So and Kenny's good. really good at that stuff. Yeah, because you pretty boys that are out wide catching touchdowns, they're not going <laughs> to listen to you. But the middle linebacker and, and the big offensive lineman that's going to Wisconsin, those are the guys that would scare me to say, okay, I better get in the in the weight room. Hey, Ryan, when you have three captains like this, and, and listen to, to Kenny, their middle linebacker, saying, look, yeah, it was difficult, but we had some things that, that we were doing to keep everybody engaged. you got to love that, and that says a lot about that program. 110%. I mean, it makes your job easy as a coach. And, and now you can, when the players start to own the uh, culture, if you will, and you heard the young man talk about speaking up and, and leading each other and, and holding each other accountable, uh, that goes a long, long way in terms of uh, raising the bar of excellence, if you will. And, and they're well on their way. There's no doubt. No doubt. We're going to get to a break. We're going to hang out with these guys for another segment. I can't imagine Coach Norris will tell me much about Pewaukee, and hopefully he enjoyed that win. But, and, Ryan, you know coaches. I bet 15, 20 minutes after he got off the bus or he got home 
or wherever they went out to celebrate that win, he had forgotten about that one, and he was looking at Pewaukee, and we'll find out if he's gotten a chance to take a look at what they're going to give to uh, Grafton next week. But we'll continue talking. These three senior captains alongside Jim Norris, head football coach at Grafton. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented, as always, by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGiver. My co-host is the AD at Muskego. He's Ryan McMillan. We're joined, uh, second segment, head football coach at Grafton. He is uh, Jim Norris. Hey, Jim, just talking to these three seniors, man, they they just carry themselves really well. You know, they answer questions. There's no, um, I, I don't know. There are no giggles. They're, they're just going about their business to make sure that this uh, this is a good year for them, this program, and that community. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a great group to be around. It's, uh, you know, it's really fun. And, you know, seeing how mature they are, they, they have a switch. You know, when, when it's football, whether it's talking about football or practicing or game time, they're able to flip the switch on. And uh, it was, you know, funny when, uh, you know, we went to break and, you know, we're just kind of sitting here talking and, you know, talking about Pewaukee. They all had their phones out watching film from last night and looking at film for uh, Pewaukee. So, you know, they're, they're on, they're ready to go. And uh, it's it's awesome. Hey Jim, I, you might want to check that, that, uh, that receiver Dominic's phone. I think he was texting some girl. That's what I think. (laughs) You know, JP and Kenny, Kenny wants to go hit people. JP's going to make big holes for anybody who wants to run. I'm not those pretty boys. I, I don't know about that, Coach. You might want to check his phone. <laughs> no, he's he's a grinder. He's a grinder for sure. So, man, that hey Dominic, um, do you know what's going on next year? Are you going? Are you going away to play? Are you going away to school? Are you uh, you have any plans yet? Yeah, uh, I definitely want to play in college next year. Um, so I've been talking to a handful of schools, um, some out on the East Coast. Um, so yeah, that that that's my plans. Good, good for you, Kenny. How about you? Uh, yeah, pretty much the same for me. Just looking to play at the next level. Well, you guys enjoyed this one. We uh, we don't have to ask JP where he's going, um, but we will ask this JP. Any um, was it always Wisconsin? Because I know there's a lot of places you could have gone, but you know your your family is is a Badger family. Um, was Wisconsin always the place for you? Uh, I literally could not see myself playing anywhere else or like, I don't, I don't like any other college team. That's awesome. Good for me growing up. I literally bleed Cardinal. So that's like, you know, Wisconsin's my thing. Well, I can tell you it's a couple weeks ago and, and Ryan, the AD at Muskego knows uh, Hunter Waldar obviously very well. We had him on and all he kept talking about was the, the, the group that he's going in with. And he said, yeah. man, we're friends. Where we get along, and it's going to be a, a, a class that uh, we have some really good football players coming in, and he was excited. He's a heck of a football player. Oh my! Oh my God! Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're all we're all good buddies, and uh, we got this group chat, and we're all going back and forth talking about our games and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, good group for sure. We also had the kid from Homestead on, and uh, he said the same thing. Oh, yeah. You know. 
And he is, yeah. I'll tell you what, he's kind of come out of nowhere. For sure. And yeah. He's... Uh, we, 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 played, we played him last year. Yeah, and I remember he, was, he just had a super high motor. He's just, a, he's just a, a, a dude that was, you know, always always making plays, that sort of guy. Hey Kenny, if I could uh, if I could take one of your games, take it off your schedule, and put Homestead on your schedule, you would probably tell me yes. Please do that. Oh yes, I'd love to get another shot at him. <laughs> After last year, I feel like we'll never really get to get that chance again. Coming that coming that close, but falling, it really hurts after that one. Yeah, that that that. I, after looking at the schedule, I thought, man, they would take probably any game that is on the schedule, take that off to get one more shot at uh, at Homestead. Hey, Jim, uh, have you had a chance to take a look at Pewaukee a little bit, and and uh, let's talk a little bit about the challenge coming this week. Yeah, we uh, we kind of have our initial thoughts, you know, already on paper, uh, you know, group chat between coaches, um, offensive staff, defensive staff. Um, you know, we're getting it rolling. Uh, starting the initial breakdown process. So, uh, you know, we have a, a pretty good idea about, you know, who they are, what they're about. Uh, we took some time this uh, later, you know, about Thursday, Friday morning, to get ahead a week and look at Milwaukee um, and just kind of gather initial thoughts. So it's a good football program. You know, another traditional uh, program over there. Uh, Coach Frisky does a good job. Yeah, he does. Uh, we've had a, you know, we had a couple uh, opportunities uh last couple years during 7-on-7s seven to – uh, you know, play against them, and you know they do a really good job over there. So, hey, what what was the atmosphere at Grafton like last night? Were they uh, did, did did every player get two tickets like some of the places did, or what was the uh, what was the crowd like, and what what were the rules? Uh, yeah, so every player got two tickets. Um, you know, because of the uncertainties, we did senior night uh, before the game, and we did parent night at halftime. Um, you know, we, we had people, you know, in the stands socially distanced. Uh, you know, we had, you know, our players on the sidelines socially distancing, you know, as best as possible. You know, we had a, a unique water situation, and, um, and I think our kids handled it well. And despite all that stuff, you know, it's, you know, at least for myself, I don't want to, you know, speak for these guys in the room, but to me it was, you know, we focused on the game. You know, to be honest, I don't remember looking up into the stands that often. Um, you know, throughout a game, I don't hear the stands that often, um, you know, especially my wife, you know, she's, you know, she yells like crazy and she was, Hey, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? And it's like, no, I don't. And so, you know, so I was able to hear her last night though, because the, the limited people and then the stands, so that was, uh, interesting. But, um, other than that, no, I think, you know, for us, it was, you know, in a 120 yard field, you know, by, you know, what, 53 and a quarter, you yep. know, a football and 22 guys and, uh, you know that's what that's what I'm about. I think that's what this team is about, and uh, everything else is just uh, an added bonus. So. Jim, sometimes my wife's in the living room in the kitchen. I say I can't hear you, so I don't, I hope she's not listening because so if I, you're so saying I'm that, hearing. yeah, it's I think it's an age thing, but that's that would uh, just be me. Hey, Dominic, JP, and Kenny, Kenny, I'm gonna start with you. Um, as far as the crowd and stuff. Any disappointment as far as okay, this is our senior night. It's it's our opener. Um, or are you more like Coach Norris, where you're like, look, once we got on the sidelines, we're just all about football. Yeah, pretty much. I'm I'm just happy to be playing football. I could really care less about the fans. It would be nice to be there, but I mean, it just kind of it was more fun for us. We had to bring all the energy. We had to bring everyone up. So I feel like it brought us closer together almost. JP, same question for you. 
And it, and uh, does yeah. it upset does does it upset you that Coach Norris says that his wife yells a lot? Oh uh, yeah, I, I always hear <laughs> she's always in our ears. Now, but but, but yeah. she knows a lot. She knows a lot about football. Uh, she knows a thing or two. I think she thinks she does. She does know a lot about football. Look, I'm sticking up for her anyway. So as far as the crowd and stuff, JP, you're okay with that, huh? Uh, yeah, of course you wish there were fans there because, you know, they, they bring another thing. Like, the home field advantage is a real thing when you got a, a big student section that's yelling a bunch of stuff at the other guys. But, yeah, of course you wish they were there. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's just football, and you just want to play football. And, Dominic, let me apologize to you. You know, I'm only kidding about you being a pretty boy and texting girls instead of watching tape. Um, last uh, question for you. Your feeling on, on not having the, the band and the, and the fans and stuff, was that difficult, or did it make it actually a little easier to hear the quarterback and stuff for you? Uh, well, I think that's a that's part of high school football is having a crowd and the band yep. there. But, I mean, once you're between the white lines and – the play is going like, you don't, you kind of forget about that kind of thing. You know, that's not really what's important at the end, you know? Hey, hey, Dominic, you know, that uh, Pewaukee now has watched the tape from that game and I'm sure called the coach over at Eisenhower and said, okay, what do we got to stop? Might be, uh, you might be seeing a little more double team than, than you did last night. And uh, people are going to start watching tape on you. So you keep getting better. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. You got it, Jim. Yeah, no doubt. Jim, yeah, there you go. Jim Norris, thank you. You know, I tried hard. We we had you all lined up for Thursday Night Lights to play against South Milwaukee, and everything got changed. And and uh, I will do my best to, to, to highlight Grafton one of these years um, with the Thursday Night Lights. I, I was put on hiatus this year, so I'm not with the broadcast. Uh, but we had Pete Monfrey on last night, and he said, hey, you'll definitely be back next year. And I'd love to be able to showcase Graft in the community. Couldn't do it this year for these seniors, but we'll do our best to do it next year for those. Absolutely. Yeah, I really appreciate it and uh, look forward for the opportunity. You got it, Coach. Uh, thank you so much. Good luck against Pewaukee next week. Uh, we're going to get to a break, Ryan. We're coming back with our UW Credit Union Team of the Week, and I'm excited to talk to this head coach. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it should be a lot of fun and um, looking forward to it. Yeah, you and me both. We'll get to a break and we'll uh, we'll have on the head coach from the team that is our UW Credit Union Team of the Week. Up next, this is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. What team stood out from the rest? What team took their game to another level on the field, court, or in their community? Because these are my streets. Let's find out who is this week's UW Credit Union Team of the Week. UW Credit Union, for secure mobile banking that's easy to use. Join UW Credit Union. Well, I'll tell you what. I, uh, there's a number of ways we could have gone with this, Ryan. And we went back and forth with a couple, and then I said, here's what my vote is, and you said, that's it. You know what? You're right. That's it. The St. Thomas Moore Cavaliers have not won a game in a while. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's been a tough three years for them. Haven't won a game in a long time. And they went out and got a win last night. In fact, uh, they won 32-7 against Living Word Lutheran. And I feel so good. 
for Tom Hansiak and his staff and that school and those kids that hung in there that uh, they are our UW Credit Union Team of the Week, and we are now joined by the head football coach at St. Thomas More. Tom, how you feeling today, pal? Uh, I, thought, I thought you might ask that. You know, it's it's uh, it's a lot, you know, but uh, as much as anything, it's it's terrific for the kids. I mean, think about a teenager holding it together, you know, it, it, through this adversity for a good three years, just keeping their attention for that long, but, but, but also fighting to, you know, find little elements of success uh, and then finally breaking through last night. And uh, it's good for the Thomas Moore community, which, as you know, is a broad football community. It stretches yep. back to the Bosco years and the Pianono years and all those types of things. And sure. it's, uh, it's just uh, for the alumni and for the administration and for the staff, um, but mostly for these kids. Uh, you know, it's one of those life-changing moments in high school football. It, it is, and that's what this is supposed to be about. And look, you know, it doesn't matter who Ryan and I come up with to name our UW, our UW Credit Union Team of the Week. I'll get people going, texting me, going, that's a great choice. Other guys going, I don't, really? Well, you know what? This was this actually was an easy one, Tom, because we're just, you know what? We're proud of that team. Look, when I grew up, Thomas Moore, it was just a bunch of tough Southside kids that if you beat them on the field, they beat you up in the parking lot kind of kid, right? Those were the kind of <laughs> yeah. kids that, that I remember over at Thomas Moore that came from the Pianonos and Don Boscos of the world. And, you know, the community of St. Francis has changed a little bit. The culture has changed a little bit. And it's it's no longer that kind of kid that's living in that neighborhood. And, you know, it, all neighborhoods change. And, and there's other sports teams over at Thomas Moore that are doing better than, you know, they did back in, in the day. But for those kids to be able to hang in there, I feel best for the seniors on that team. Coach, for them to hang in there and now say, okay, we're 1-0 right now. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, it's not lost on us where we go from here, you know, as, as those of us that have been here. I mean, there's still film to upload, and we got the 2018 and 2019 Division Four state champs next on the schedule. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're keeping perspective. But I told them all, I said, hey, uh, take this in because it, it, it truly is a fundamentally life-changing event. It sounds silly. We're talking high school football and, you know, in a game and, and, and things like that. But, you know, the, the character and the nature – uh, uh, really, that senior class, and you know the other kids that have been around, a lot of them, which had to play as, as freshmen, uh, to just uh, bow up and you know keep an eye on the goal, which was it's a step in the program. We're not by any means accomplished, but uh, you know to get a win, uh, right. that's one of the things we had out there as uh, as a marker. You know that, that hey, demonstrates that we are continuing to progress. Coach, can you give us your background? How long you've been coaching there? Where you grew up? Stuff like that. Well, it's interesting. I, uh, I've been blessed, you know, in, in my football career, in my athletic career. I, I actually played football under, under another fairly well-known name, uh, Coach Tom Taraska at Franklin. Um, yeah. Spent, uh, spent my my time playing there, yeah. And, and, and of course, uh, you know, you pick up pieces as you go. And I, I confess that there's elements of Tom Trask in me, but, but, but not much because, as we know, that was a brutal age of football. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and times have changed. But uh, I played uh, – uh, major college football at uh, Western Michigan University, and uh, interestingly, again, another local guy, Jack Harbo, is our coach there. Yep. And of course, he had two sons that are pretty good coaches, and John and Jim. Not bad. Um, yeah. yeah. There's some yeah some pieces there too. <laughs> but, uh, from there, I, I, I did a tour in the IWFL, which is the women's version of the NFL, uh, and also spent time. Uh, and you look at the cross section; I've been able to really encounter 
spent some time coaching at Bradley Tech, Heartland Arrowhead, uh, you know, before I came uh, came upon Thomas More, the opportunity of Thomas More. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what. Now, how long have you been at Thomas More then, Tom? Uh, it's my it's my third year, starting the third year there, and, and uh, you know it's really a, it's it's incredible one that they chose me as you know most of the people involved there and appropriately so have TM after the yes. name um, you know because there is a proud tradition and there is a winning culture uh, and so for them to you know take a chance and and take somebody let's just you know say from the outside uh, you know it was a courageous decision as it turns out but part of it is we knew it was going to be a, a long process and it still is. But hey, hey, Ryan, Ryan, when we were talking to Jim Norris and we we're talking to the captains over at, at Grafton, we had talked about the difference between, you know, getting to the field and hoping to win and getting to the field and expecting to win is a really difficult. That's a really hard transition um, to change that culture. Now, now let's take a step to where 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 coach is with with Thomas Moore, where, look, our goal, one of our goals this year is to get a win. You know, that's that's that. So that's a whole different level, Ryan, of trying to build a culture. Yeah. And, you know, coach is probably more at phase one slash two where coach uh, Norris up at Grafton is looking at phase two slash three in terms of learn how to compete and learn how to win. And uh, I'm sure coaches has taught the boys at, at Thomas Moore just how to compete first in practice against each other and and now against an opponent and they, they found a way to win and now can you can you move into that you know third phase and handle the winning and keep moving forward and um, it's a tough piece to do but once you get it it's a huge belief motivation his coach has a great foundation from his past and he's giving that sense of pride and he talked about that monumental step in in someone's life and it's just high school football but it's not it is greater and um, to, to build that self-confidence and that, that self-belief that you can do what you set your mind to if you work hard enough and just don't stop and keep going. And with the right support systems, things can really good things can happen for you, and those kids will never forget that. Even if they don't win another game, those kids will never forget that night and what that was about. And, and it's almost like the little giants, you know. They'll, they'll beat them one out of ten, but, you know, so be it. Hey, Coach, most, you, go, go ahead. No, I'm saying probably the most telling thing, too, is you know, looking into their eyes. Uh, it was a sense, I, I was happy it was a sense of accomplishment for everybody more than it was a sense of relief. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, we've reached this step. We, uh, you know, this is another step in what we all want to do and, and be competitive and how we want to get there rather than, okay, thank God that's off our back. We don't care what happens the rest of the season. So it is a process, and it is teaching young minds uh, really to be successful in life. Hey Tom, how many guy, how many players in your program total? Uh, right now we are forty top to bottom. Uh, last year we had a few more, but you know with the events, COVID and some of those types of things, uh, you know participation is down a little bit. You know yep. when, I, when I arrived there, we had eighteen kids signed up, which, as you know, it's you just it, it, it's tough uh, to compete with, with eighteen kids. You know probably twelve of which are you know football types. Right. Um, so participation is a huge deal, uh, especially in this day and age where they have other options and people view football differently. Um, but, uh, you know, getting the numbers to that point and use these kids are legit. They're all committed. They're all at practice. You know, they're, they're committed to their craft. And uh, and that's huge because we'll, hey, we'll get that to 50, 55 in the coming years. Tom, they will uh, they will walk with a, with a little bit of uh, a pop in their step. 
when you the next time you see these guys and Monday's practice should be a really good practice. You know, these kids should be flying to the ball, feeling really good about themselves. Let me explain real quick. I'm going to have uh, Chris Kavadovic, who is a sales rep with us that handles UW Credit Union. Um, he's going to reach out to you. I'm going to ask for your email address. If you could text that to me, that'd be great. And he'll pick a day and a time that works for you uh, next week. And we'll show up either right at uh, before practice or at the end of practice. He's got a beautiful award from UW Credit Union. He's going to ask if the, you guys can come together and get a picture with your captains holding the, the trophy and your staff and players around him, around the captains. And uh, that'll go up on UW Credit Union's uh, Facebook page. And we do some things with it at the station. And and uh, I, can't, uh, I can't tell you how proud I am of you and those kids from Thomas Moore and those seniors hanging in there and getting that win. And certainly congratulations, coaches. Uh, St. Thomas Moore football is our UW Credit Union Team of the Week. Thank you. You bet, Tom. Thank you. And we'll be in touch next week. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, our current electric superhero of the week. You're going to want to listen. Abby Miller from Sussex Hamilton will join us on the other side of the break. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.